Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. The Lord is your strength for 2023. Well, there's so much trouble and darkness. And I have been in a valley too, Sister Aranda. I've been in a great valley. Amen. And I want you to know this is what the devil wants to do to you. Amen. He wants to pin you down and make you fearful. Make you, amen, that you can't seemingly ever get up again. And so Saturday morning at 1 o'clock when I was down in the floor, I was as low as I could get. Do you understand? There are all of the things that had happened. But boy, and, I, and, uh, and you know, I needed help. Come here, Brother David. Amen. So when I first went for radiation, uh, when Dr. Shanka told me, he said, you're going to have to have at least 30 treatments of radiation. I said, oh, doctor, my blood pressure, they cut me in, my blood pressure was out of sight. I said, I do not want radiation. And, uh, and so, anyhow, I realized that they, they told me it was aggressive. Dr. Brown told me it was aggressive. Dr. Uh, what's his name? Uh, told me it was aggressive. And so I knew when he told me it's going to come back on your brain stem or in your lungs, I knew I had no choice. So when I went, Sister Patty, they uh, 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 went in and they laid me down on that table. And, uh, and they brought a sheet, uh, a rectangular sheet of plastic, and they put it in an oven. And when they got it out of the oven, amen, Brother David, get that. And they molded that to my face while it was still hot. And they folded that and did all that. And they put these clips on there to clip me down. And you're on that table and you cannot move. And that's what the devil seeks to do to your life. He seeks to pin you down. Pin you down. Put you so low that you cannot move. And so they got a hold of that while that was hot and pulled that out to where my nose wouldn't touch. And they put the X right here where the tumor was. And boy, I'm telling you what. But oh, amen. When you lay down on there and they start strapping, that, they've got those clips. It's one, two, three, four, five clips that clip you down. And you've got to maneuver. I'm a bigger man in the chest than he is. And you, they clip you down. And you're, you're totally defenseless. You're totally helpless. Amen. But I want you to know when you're totally defenseless and you're totally helpless, that's when God will come to the church. Amen. Can I read to you just a little bit here? In Nehemiah 8, the people gathered themselves in the street. 
Amen. I'm not going to try to preach long. Amen. And they begin to read. And the ears of the people were attentive to the book. And he, they had the elders stood. And they opened the, the Bible. And they read. And the Bible said, They lifted up their hands and bowed their heads, worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Amen. And the elders, and they began, he read distinctly and made it, made sense to the people. And Nehemiah, the Tirshatha, the Persian governor, that's what he was, and Ezra. And they said, this day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be you sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. So the devil, here these people, God has delivered them from the Persian captivity. They've been allowed to come back into the land. They're rebuilding and restoring. But the devil wants you down. He wants you weeping and mourning. And so there they were. You see, the Bible says in Ezra 6 and 16, the children of the captivity kept the dedication of the house of God with joy. And there, and, and they kept the Passover and the and he said, in the verse 22, Keep the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy, for the Lord hath made them joyful. The Lord makes you joyful. The devil wants you mourning. God wants to give you peace. The devil wants to take your peace away. They kept the Passover with joy. Seven days with joy. They were joyful. To, and the Bible said to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. I want you to know what the devil's come to do is take your joy and destroy the work of God. You hearing me? He's come to take your joy and destroy the work of God. But I'm telling you, I proclaim to you in the name of the Lord tonight that we are going to be victorious in the Lord. Amen. And Tom, I got all that medication in me, Sister Patty. And I got home and in all the effects of the radiation, boy, I was down. Amen. And it took me to after 12 o'clock yesterday before I could even halfway function. But I began, the Lord had been dealing with me on this. And I worked the rest of the evening on that. And I want us to understand. The Bible said in Psalm 21 and 1, to the chief musician, a psalm of David, the king shall joy in thy strength. Now the joy of the Lord is your strength, but the king shall joy in thy strength, O Lord, and in thy salvation. How greatly shall he rejoice. Amen. And the Bible said in verse 3, Thou preventest him with the blessings of goodness. Many, many times you've started to do things, but God prevented you by the blessings of goodness. Amen. Oh, God. 
Thou hast made him most blessed forever. Thou hast made him exceeding glad. How? With thy countenance. Oh, God, I want you to understand tonight that joy is a gift from God. Amen. I, I read this. Laughter is the greatest, one of the greatest mental tonics that there is. It's second most powerful human emotion. Next to number one human emotion is love. All right? And laughter can dispel anxiety, manage stress, depression, fear, worry. Amen. It can stimulate healing process. Amen. It's medically, uh, psychologically, socially, and spiritually beneficial. And it goes through all those things. Amen. But, oh, God, laughter is not joy. Laughter can mock. Laughter can be cruel. But I want you to know, joy comes from Jesus. Amen. If you want a transforming experience, give your heart to Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus and you will experience the greatest treasure that ever, ever has happened to a man. Amen. You understand, Jesus is the only source of joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the king shall joy in your strength. I'm telling you what, that's why Jesus came and died so that we could have joy. We don't have to beat and kill and hate one another. We can be filled with joy. Amen. Uh, years ago, there was a man who was a nervous wreck, went to a very famous doctor in London. And he was just shaking and trembling. He was so nervous. And uh, he said, Doctor, I've got to have help. I've got to have help. And he said, Okay. He said, You need to laugh. And uh, he said, I tell you what you need to do. You can go over here. The great clown Grimaldi is performing. He said, People are literally rolling in the floor laughing at the antics and all that Grimaldi can say and do. And the man raised up and he said, I am the great clown Grimaldi. You can laugh. You can have all this world can offer you. But there's only one source of joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, God. Can I, can I say something to you tonight? Amen. For you to understand. Amen. Oh, God. You know, J.C. McCauley, he took a group of students to Asheville, North Carolina to the Biltmore Estate. These were students that were preparing for foreign service as missionaries. And so they went there. Y'all, most of y'all been to, to Biltmore, right? We've taken several groups there. Such a luxurious place. You know, his number one choice to build Biltmore was Burke's Garden, and the people would not sell him the land. They said, we're not interested. But anyhow, when... So they looked all over all the 
fantastic treasures and all of that beautiful. And it is an amazing thing. He built a railroad in there, built a mansion, and took the railroad up. I mean, it's unbelievable. Amen. But he said, we started home. And as we started down the road, amen, those young people started to sing with joy in their hearts. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your blessings. Money cannot buy your reward in heaven nor your home on high. Amen. Oh, and they begin to rejoice in the Lord. Amen. I want to tell you what, the, what we can say. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world. Let me have the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And you're only going to survive in this evil world by the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, God. Listen. Listen to this little poem. Amen. A smile needs so little sympathy to cheer a weary way. Sometimes a little kindness lights up a dreary day. A very simple, friendly word may hope and strength impart or just an understandable smile revive some fainting heart. And like a sudden sunlit ray lighting a darkened room, a sunny spirit may beguile the deepest depths of gloom. Just a smile. Just a smile. Amen. Dr. Harry Arnside, remember, he said, Jesus come to the disciples in Matthew 14 and 27. And the Bible said straightway, which means immediately, Jesus spake unto them and said, Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Amen. I want you to know the Lord wants somebody this night for you to be of good cheer. And I'm the first one. Amen. I need to get out of the depths of this and rise up and be healed. Amen. The joy of the Lord is your strength. He doesn't want you laying in the floor. Amen. Wallering. And, uh, amen. He wants you up. He wants you strengthened. Amen. Harry Arnside, Dr. Arnside said, those four words of Jesus, be of good cheer. I've used this, I think, once before. Amen. It's from one Greek word. Amen. But it can be translated by the English term. And Ironside was a British man. Amen. And the greeting that they have so many times among themselves is cheerio. Cheerio. You remember me using this? Amen. Amen. And he said, be of good cheer is, can be translated just cheerio. Amen. And I want us to understand. Oh, God. Christ himself is concerned about us. And he doesn't want us to worry and our anxiety to overwhelm us. Are you hearing me, Brother John? Amen. He does not want anxiety and worry to overwhelm you. Amen. Amen. No matter how heavy the load, no matter how distressing the trials, we have to face, he is there to say, Cheerio, John. Cheerio. Amen. Oh, God. Amen. Amen. I want you to understand that Jesus says, Cheerio, my brothers. Cheerio, my sisters. 
Rejoice in the Lord. Do not let this world get you down. Don't let your problems get you down. You know, why, why do wealthy people kill themselves? Why do these famous stars do what they do? Why, if money and wealth and fame makes you happy, there would never be the first death from Hollywood by drugs and suicide. Would there? Amen. I'll tell you what it is. The joy of the Lord. Lift up your hands and worship the Lord. Amen. Lift up your hands. Neither be you sorrow, but for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, God. Amen. My Lord. Amen. You know what the opposite of cheerio is? Is don't be a grouch, but smile. Amen. What good did it do to be grouchy today? Amen. Did your surliness drive away any trouble? Amen. Did you cover more ground than you usually do? Because grouch carried you with him. Amen. If not, what the use of a grouch or a frown? If you won't smooth the path or grim trouble down, it, isn't, it doesn't assist you. It isn't worthwhile. Your work may be hard, but just do it with a smile. Do it with a smile. Amen. Oh, God. Donald, Donald Gray Barnhouse, he's one of my favorite writers, if y'all have heard me say his name many times. But uh, he, he said he, there was a lady that he knew. Amen. She experienced this. She was a great child of God. And so she said, one rainy night, amen, I locked my store and I started home. She said it was pouring a drenching, chilling rain. And there was a very high wind. And she said an umbrella was useless. And so she went to catch, she called the cars, were late. And I waited for 45 minutes in that driving rain. She said, I was soaked to the skin. I was chilled to the bone. She said, I had to ride two different cold cars to make it to my home. She said, when I reached home, there was no dry clothes laid out on the bed for me. Amen. Oh, listen. Amen. There was no warm supper. The fires were banked. That's back when we had the stoves. You know, those that's built fires know what was banked. You put it down or just keep it alive. And the house was cold. And she said, the Lord has been good to me. And he's blessed me with a happy disposition. But the blue devils, you hearing me? The blue devils came into my home and began to trouble me. Amen. When they were there that night to trouble me and torment me. And she said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to feed my kitten. I won't bother with supper. I'll go right to bed and I'll cry it out and wake up in the morning feeling better. Amen. And she said, as I began to take those rain-soaked clothes off, the Lord brought these words to my mind. There is never a day so dreary. There is never a night so long. 
but the soul that is trusting Jesus will somewhere, somehow find a song. Hallelujah. He gives us songs in the night. He gives us songs to help us. Amen. Oh, God. You know, Hayden, you know, the Catholic music, very somber. And then all of the music of the Middle Ages. But that when there became the, the age of revival in the European nations, Hayden, the great composer and musician, and they asked him, said, why is it your music, music is so cheerful? He said, well, when I think upon God, my heart is so full of joy, amen, that the notes seem to dance off the end of my pen onto the paper. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, God has given me a cheerful heart. Amen. And you'll have to pardon me that I serve him with a cheerful spirit. Hallelujah. I want you to know God has, will give you a joyful heart, and he wants you to serve him with a cheerful spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Spurgeon said it this way. I'm going to wind this thing up. Amen. Spurgeon said, he was emphasizing to his class, he said, now, it's important to make your face match what you're talking about. He said, when you're talking about heaven and God, he said, let your face light up. You know, I've heard people get up, oh, the devil's been on my back all day today. You've heard that, haven't you? And, uh, and then they'll end their testimony. You pray for me in your weak way, and I'll pray for you in my weak way. Amen. That is not the joy of the Lord. That's not the will of God. And Spurgeon said, you make your face light up when you talk about heaven and Jesus. Amen. And he said, you show that heavenly gleam. He said, but when you talk about hell, then your ordinary face will do. Are you hearing me? When you're talking about hell, your ordinary face will do. But I will tell you, we need something more than the ordinary. And the only source of the extraordinary is through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you one more about Spurgeon here. And Spurgeon, he would walk to preach at Metropolitan Tabernacle in London. And so he would walk with his Bible and stuff. And, and so it was very apparent that he was a pastor and preacher. And so he was walking to church one day. And he's noticed a little girl standing looking out the window. And so he looked at her, tipped his hat and smiled, waved. And so she waved at him. And so the next Sunday, as he came through on his way to church, amen, there were four children standing at the window waiting for Spurgeon to go by. He tips his hat. He smiles big, waves. Amen. After several weeks of that, amen, there was a new family walked in the church. Are you hearing me? There was a new family walked in the church. And my girls said, we want to go where that man that smiles at us preaches. 
And they got saved that morning. And all of the family became a part of the house of God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't go out amongst the community and be the biggest grump and grouch in town. Don't fuss at your waiters. Don't get mad. Amen. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Can I, can I, can I say just a couple more things? The Bible said, I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing praises unto the Lord. Amen. I want you to know you are your own priest. And why don't you sacrifice with joy unto the Lord? Amen. Brother Rodney, you said it right. Amen. Jesus is love. And he wants us to have joy. And the only source of joy is Jesus. And the Bible said, be glad in the Lord and rejoice ye righteous and shout for joy. All ye that are upright in heart. Amen. The Bible said in Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Amen. Let them say continually that the Lord be magnified. Which hath pleasure in prosperity of his saints. Amen. But I want us to understand. The Bible. Brother James. Pick, get a mic there. And read Isaiah 10 and 27. Amen. I want us to get this tonight. Isaiah 10 and 27. And it came to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. The, listen, it's the will of God for that burden to be taken off your shoulder. That yes. burden you've been carrying, that burden that you're carrying that you don't need to carry, it needs to be taken off your shoulder. Right. This is what the Lord dealt with me. Yes, you know. And his yoke off of thy neck. That yoke has been on your neck. Is it God? And, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. anointing. I was searching. I was, uh, and, and I thought it was the, the yoke shall be broken. Well, if something is broken, there's a possibility that it can be repaired. But what? It shall be destroyed. The yoke is destroyed. destroyed. How? Because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. Jesus Christ stood up. Amen. To read the scriptures. When he came back after all that the devil challenged him with. And he stood up and read. Amen. This day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. What is it? Amen. The Lord has come to give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy. Amen. For the spirit. What, Sister Virginia? Sister Virginia went into that depression and she lost down till she was nearly skin and bones. She couldn't eat and the enemy had taken her joy. But the Lord spoke to her one day 
and spoke to her and said she could be delivered from that. I want you to know you can be delivered from that spirit that is oppressing and putting you in the ground. You can be delivered from that. Amen. Let me close with one more thing. I've got so much more, but I'm not able to do it. But Brother Ralph Mooneyham, any of y'all, how many of y'all stand up can remember Ralph Mooneyham? Stand up. I want to see how many can, can still remember Ralph Mooneyham. Brother James, I know you can, can't you? Ralph Mooneyham. Sister Geraldine. Sister Doris. Sister Nay. Sister Marie. All right. Amen. Thanks be to God. There's about seven or eight of us that can remember him. But Ralph Mooneyham. Amen. He lived in Kentucky. He was a mean man. And his wife was Maud Dozier Mooneyham. And the creek that they lived on, Dozier Branch, headed up on a ridge there. And the creek that come over on the other side was Valentine Branch, where Charles Valentine was born and raised. So just out of Barberville, Kentucky. And it, Ralph was so mean and full of hatred. And Maud stood up and testified to the church. And she said, I want y'all to pray that the Lord will save Ralph. She said, he's getting unbearable to live with, and I don't know what to do. Amen. There was a big man named Harrison Payne. He weighed close to 300 pounds. I've seen pictures of him. I never met him. Giant of a man, big, huge barrel chest. Wore bibbed overalls all the time and a big hat. Amen. And he was hair-lipped. Amen. Cleft palate. And he stood up when she sat down. And he said, I will not eat another bite or drink another drop until the Lord saves Ralph Mooneyham. Amen. So, it was a dead quiet went over that congregation. And one day, two days, three, four, five. Amen. After many days, they come through Pulling a horse was pulling a sled, and there laid a man that was so out of strength that he was did not have strength to sit up and was laying on that sled. There was a man they come by Ralph Mooneyham. There was a man standing close by, and he said, "Do you know what's wrong with that man?" He said, "I have no idea." He said, "He's fasting and praying till you get saved." Ralph Mooneyham in his boldness and bigotry he said you can tell the old fool he can starve to death I will never be saved amen well he laid down the gauntlet before God and I will tell you when you lay down your gauntlet before God you better be prepared to defend your challenge amen it didn't take long to Ralph Mooneyham ran into that revival and got saved. But you understand, Ralph Mooneyham, that became his modus operandi. He, everywhere he went, he fasted and prayed to God gave revival. Amen. Now, then he started riding mules and horses 
preaching all around. Then Brother Tavillion had come here and rode the train. And so he got Mooneyham to come here. Amen. And when our people, when the people on Horton Ridge and people on Brown Ridge and, and down on the creek, Laurel Creek, they all got together. We need to start a camp meeting and fellowship one with another. They chose here to start the camp meeting. So this work, this church is, an, is a work established by a camp meeting. Are you hearing me? And, and then Ralph Mooneyham over and again from the time the camp meeting started, he came here and stayed on these grounds. Never ate a bite. Never drunk a drop for the entire 10 days. But you understand what in effect his fasting and praying had on this whole area. We've got churches all around, but we've got to go back to the old-fashioned power of God. And the only source of joy is through Jesus. But David Eldridge, while I'm telling this, David Eldridge sent me a clip today of Gene Huff preaching. And Brother Gene started telling this story. Brother Mooneyham, his uncle told him, said, Ralph, your family will starve to death if you start preaching. People won't give you anything. Amen. He said, well, I know who God's called me, and I'm going to preach. Amen. So Ralph started preaching. And uh, while he was out preaching... His cow got out. His fence was bad. His cow got out in his neighbor's garden and tore the garden up. The neighbor was mad when he got home. And Ma told him, she said, Ralph, the neighbor's mad. He wants to talk to you. So he went. He said, I'm so sorry. I've been off preaching, but I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll pay you for the loss of your garden, and I'll fix the fence and try to make sure it never happens again. The man agreed to that, and he did it. Amen. Brother Ralph goes off preaching again. Cow breaks through another place, goes into the neighbor's garden, turns the garden all to pieces. Amen. He gets back, and Sister Maud said, Ralph, he is really, really irate this time. And he said, I'll go. I'll make things right. I'll do whatever I have to do. And this is the part, the lighter part, as Brother Huff told, he said, Brother Mooneyham told him directly, amen. And he said, I went to my neighbor, and he said, you're not going to pay me money this time. I'm going to take it out of your hide. Brother Mooneyham said, I'll be more than glad to repay you for all the damage. He said, no. I'm taking it out of your hide. And he began to hit and knock him down and down and down. He beat him unmercifully. Beat him unmercifully. And he said, I'll be back tomorrow to get some more out of your hide. Ralph Mooneyham, if 
finally got up, went to the house and cleaned up. Amen. Early the next morning, there was a little boy come running. Brother Mooneyham, I never knew this part. Dad always told that first part. Brother Mooneyham, please come, please come. My dad's been hit by a car. Brother Mooneyham came running out. And it was the next morning at 8 o'clock. He said, I'll be back tomorrow evening. I'm going to take more out of your hide. You better be careful of that spirit of vengeance. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Amen. So at 8 o'clock, that man was walking down the road. A car hit him and drug him to the very spot where the blood of Ralph Mooneyham was. You know what, Ralph Mooneyham, he had no anger, no vengeance, no hatred. He, he and Maud carried their neighbor's body to the house, and he prayed with that family. Are you hearing me? He prayed with that family, and they asked him to preach the funeral. And Ralph Mooneyham preached that man who beat him nearly to death the day before. Amen. Not only that, Brother Mooneyham began to pray and fast, and God saved that man's entire family. Wow. I want to tell you something. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Our victory for the church, stand with me, please. Our victory for the church is in Jesus. Wow. Amen. Y'all want to come back and sing that again? I'll never forget James and I were teenagers but just gotten saved. Brother Mooneyham was an old man and he'd had to move. Sister Maud had died. He'd had to move to Newport, Kentucky. Right there. Newport is straight across the river. You can look right into downtown Cincinnati. It's straight across the Ohio River. So we drove that day to Newport to see Brother Mooneyham. So we got there and we went in. Nice, comfortable home in a neighborhood there in Newport, Kentucky. Dad and Brother Mooneyham talked and talked. And the daughter and some of them were there. We got ready to leave. Brother Mooneyham on a cane. He walks out on the porch and he hugs dad and tells him bye. And he stood there and waited at us till we went out of sight. Dad was sobbing. Amen. Dad said, I'll never get to see him again in this world. And he sobbed and sobbed. Dad cried till we got all the way back to Lexington. Had to stop. There was not many restaurants back then. Lexington had restaurants. We asked him if we could stop and get something to eat. And Dad finally got up and cleared up his face. And it was just a few months till they called. And we need you to come help preach Brother Mooneyham's funeral. Oh, God. But I want to tell you something. You can be bitter and bad and angry and hateful. All of this, you've got reason 
for all the things that has happened to you. Yes, you've got reason for the bitterness, reason for the hatred, reason for the anger. But Jesus come to give you joy. I said, Jesus has come to give you joy. Amen. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Would you bow your head? Amen. I want you to understand this night. The Lord is the only one that can give you peace. You can get rid of that turmoil. You can get rid of that anger. You can get rid of that bitterness. You can get rid of all that abuse that you have endured. Ralph Mooneyham endured that abuse. Amen. But God judged that man within 12 hours. Amen. And Ralph Mooneyham was victorious and won that family to the Lord. Your family can be won to the Lord if you'll show the grace that Jesus Christ has given you. Amen. Would you come this night? I'm making an altar call for anybody wants to come and get rid of that. Get rid of that load of sin. Get rid of all of that. Come to Jesus. Let him fill you with his joy. Amen. Connie, I remember the day your mother came and got saved. Amen. She had been, she'd had, how many surgeries had she had? She'd been in and out of the hospital. She was just a young woman. She had four children. Amen. But she came at the old church right alone here because we didn't have a niche cut out. <coughs> she got down at the altar. She started sobbing and praying and begging the Lord to save her. Amen. You can, somebody said you got to wait this, this, and this, and this. Amen. Well, I want to tell you, she got saved. She was filled with the joy of the Lord. The Lord sanctified her and baptized her in the Holy Ghost. And then, I'll never forget, she was like a woman that was drunk. She she was sitting there on the rostrum. She said, whoa. Amen. I can't put any sound to it. But I'm telling you what, she would fall over and they'd lift her up. Amen. I'm telling you what. You lift this old guy up now. Amen. But she was so filled with the joy of the Lord. Anybody besides me remember that? Man, Sister Sandy, some of you remember how that the Lord filled her with joy. God healed her. Are you hearing me? He saved her. He healed her. He sanctified her. He baptized her in the Holy Ghost and filled her with a bucket full of joy. All in one deal. Do you want the joy of the Lord? Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. Come and let Jesus fill your cup of joy. Come on, church. Ever how you will. Come on. I beg you to come this night. Hallelujah. When the Lord lets down the hedge on yoke to try him. The devil took his children and everything that he owned. But Job didn't sit there crying, just lifted his head up higher, came out of that valley, praise God with a whole lot more. Well, I'm going to walk right out of this valley by hands and praise the Lord. Ain't going to let old Satan get me down.